Welcome to today's brief intelligence session. In previous shows, we discussed propaganda, different snippets of propaganda coming from Edward L. Bernays. It is also important to understand that the nephew of Edward Bernays happens to be one of the founders of Netflix, which is without a doubt an apparatus being used for propaganda and for subliminal programming projections, mind control programming. We also previously discussed the Genesis machine, synthetic biology that will allow us to program living organisms like computers. We have yet to discuss scientists are searching for a mirror universe and it could be sitting right in front of you. Well, it definitely is. We already know that we are living within variegated dimensions all at one time. We also have not gotten to an article concerning Google reportedly manipulating search results to hide controversial subjects and favor big business. But it is important that everyone is made aware of the fact that what you see on your search engine is controlled and it is strategically being projected. And there are certain things that are being removed by design and hidden from you. Let us not forget we also discussed the Trusted News Initiative a year ago, which simply reveals the fact that all mainstream state-sponsored media outlets are in collusion with one another and have made an agreement that they will not put forward any type of information or data that is negative or has a critical outlook on COVID and everything associated with COVID. I also must make it clear that Spotify is also exercising um, characteristics of censorship when it comes to criticizing the vaccines associated with COVID-19 and they are also against you providing alternative, natural, healthy options against this man-made gain-of-function released bioweapon. When we find the time, we will also continue with the great narrative put forward by Klaus Schwab and the metaverse, part two. Will the metaverse end human freedom? The answer is very simple. Of course it will. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we are definitely heading into a digital slave program. You've already entered it. You are already a slave on many different levels. Your sovereignty has been removed from you. Your civil liberties have been removed from you. Pardon the noise, but I have to stir my morning coffee. So we discussed previously that you can expect within 12, 24, and 36 months an acceleration in death all over the world, especially amongst those who received a gene-altering emergency use authorization genetic code injection, an injection that included a rogue Luciferian software program. For those who took it, unfortunately, it is too late. And for those who took it, but happened to not get the original thing, but got a placebo or saline injection, you've been spared by the skin of your teeth. But if you turned around and continued to go back and get a booster, I'm afraid it's also too late for you too. These genetic code injections contain information, software, technology that will interface with 5G and can be negatively impacted by 4G as well. We have not gone in depth into the documents such as the Internet of Bodies. The Internet of Bodies, but we will. This is all intimately connected to the rise of the fourth industrial revolution, which I stated before in previous recordings that this is intimately connected to the Vierte Reich, the Fourth Reich. Hitler didn't lose in the program of the Third Reich. He lost the battle, but he didn't lose the war. The United States and Britain protected the top chief Nazi scientists and just simply brought them over to the United States to continue their research, continue their projects, continue all of their experimental work. And all of it has been covered up by a black budget. 
and thrown into the category of clandestine research and clandestine operations. We also covered previously how the Department of Homeland Security set up a disinformation governance board to fight against what they deemed to be misinformation. And I said specifically that this is an attempt to establish a dystopian surveillance state on top of the one that already exists in the United States and around the world. But what they are advocating for is also complete internet surveillance. Another initiative that is intimately connected to the emergence of the Antichrist doctrine, the Antichrist climate and atmosphere, and the spirit of the Antichrist. Revelation chapter 13 specifically talks about the emergence of a system that will have 100% absolute totalitarian ungodly authority over commerce and trade. It is specifically stated that without a mark in the right hand or on the forehead, whether it be literal, figurative, idiomatic, the bottom line is you will be faced with a wall and you will have to make a literal decision to accept the provisions given by this demonic, satanic system that is in place at that time. And you will be made aware of the fact that if you don't accept it, it will affect your abilities to purchase, to buy, and to sell, to engage in commerce and trade, to be able to operate in the secular world. This is a fact. So, there is no room for gainsayers and for naysayers. But oh, the Bible's a joke. Oh, it, look, you believe that kooky stuff? Well, look at your life now, my friend. You live in a totalitarian, demonic, godless, inhumane, private-less atmosphere now. The world has seen many dictators. Maybe you haven't, but they have. Now I'm debating whether or not I should fix a specific or particular show in the very near future to answer some of my inquisitive followers on Instagram some of them felt like this news that just recently came out of Israel that the Jewish people are seeking to rebuild the temple they feel like that this is some type of great prophetic event being fulfilled however the events that they feel as though are being fulfilled are not and then someone got into the discussion 
of what happened to the 12 tribes? <laughs> what happened to the 12 tribes of Israel? The Bible does not talk about a group of people called Jewish people. I repeat, the Bible does not talk about a group of people called Jewish people in isolation. The Bible mentions that Jacob or Yaakov had 12 sons and each son gave rise to a particular specific separate tribe. There are 12 tribes and technically 13 because the tribe of Joseph has been split into Ephraim and Manasseh because Yosef married Asenath, an Egyptian woman. Abraham had his firstborn son Ishmael with an Egyptian woman. Ha-ger, which in Hebrew means the stranger, his Egyptian concubine. Her name was not Hagar. Hagar is Hebrew anglicized, and it is not a proper name. They simply merged together two separate Hebrew words that should not have been put together and came up with Hagar, but what they're, they're separate. Ha is the, and gar is stranger from Gair. You see, these are the simplistic basic principles and building blocks of understanding the Bible that the world has no knowledge of. They have no education and they're not literate in it. Period. They don't know Hebrew, they don't know Aramaic, and they don't know classical or Koine Greek. So clearly they know nothing about what the Bible actually says in its essence in its original format and in its original tongue and in its original script. They don't know. They don't know. Now bear with me today. This is a freestyle session. But I promised that I would give a more in-depth response concerning why this event in Israel does not fit within biblical prophecy. And as was stated during the conversation by many, many different people were involved, were involved in this conversation, the world has been deceived and simply is suffering from some type of cognitive blindness. An intellectual defect is in place. That's a fact. Number one, and I'm going to do it as simple as possible. You see, because see, you, 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 you will never understand basic biblical prophecy if you simply can't come to the can't come to the fact, can't face the facts of who the true children of Israel are, as opposed to the imposters. So let me say this again. 
It is impossible to understand biblical prophecy if you don't even understand who the true ethnic people are in the Bible called the children of Israel, the sons of Israel, the house of Israel. They are not to be called Jews and they are not Jews. We also find this error applied in many different places. You know, today, in our undereducated world, doesn't matter if you're a professor, doesn't matter if you're a teacher, doesn't matter if you call yourself or are deemed as a leader in academia, you are still ignorant and propagating ignorance when you don't know how to properly lay out information accurately without mixing it with pollution. Here's a simple question. Here's a simple question. Let's see how the world has taken it. Who reclassified, rebranded, and renamed the real, true disciples of Yeshua and called them Christians? Who did that? That's question number one. Question number two, did any of the disciples of Christ ever refer to themselves as a Christian? In the entire Bible, can you find one place where any of the disciples of Yeshua referred to themselves as a Christian? Can you find anywhere in the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation where any of the disciples of Yeshua stated that they follow a religion? Number one, in part two of the question, a religion called Christianity. Here's another question. Why is it the Bible calls the followers of Yeshua followers of the way, which in Hebrew is haderek, the way, matching the statement where Yeshua said, I am the way, haderek, the truth, haemeth, and the life, hakaya. He didn't say I was a Christian. He didn't say I was a propagator of Christianity. He didn't say I'm founding a religion called Christianity and neither did his followers, neither did Kepha, which they call Peter, neither did Shaul, whom they call Paul. So where did you get Christianity from? Who does it come from? Where did it come from? Because it didn't come from Christ and it didn't come from his disciples either. So who gave you Christianity? Could it be Satan? Now figure that out at the end of the day. Same question applies for Judaism. Where did Yeshua say, I follow a religion called Judaism? Who in the Bible followed Judaism? Where is Judaism in the Bible? There is no Judaism in the Bible at all in existence. There's the traditions of the fathers. There's the traditions of the elders. 
and their traditions spun off of that which was called the Torah. And the Torah was delivered to Moses by the angels. And that which was written on the tablets of stone was written with the finger of God from the celestial realm. There's no Jew or Judaism in it. Number two, Moses was not a Jew. He was from the tribe of Levi. Neither was his brother Aaron, the priest, who was also from the tribe of Levi. Jacob was not a Jew. Jacob was the father of a son named Yehuda. And Yehuda's descendants are called Yehudim. Okay? Let's get the facts straight. So you don't call a Levite a Jew. Because a Levite is a Levite. You don't call a Gadite a Jew. Because a Gadite is a Gadite. You don't call a Naphtalite a Jew. Because a Naphtalite is a Naphtalite. You don't call a Benjaminite a Jew. Because a Benjaminite is of the tribe of Benjamin. Like the Apostle Paul stated he was. Yeshua was from the tribe of Yehuda, And he was called the king of the Yehudim because of the country and the kingdom of Yehuda which had citizens of Yehuda, Roman to be precise. The Romans were occupying Judea, which is called Yehuda, the landmass, not the man, not the person, the landmass. And the landmass had people there who were from all different ethnic backgrounds, but because they were subjects of the kingdom that was being, that was established in Yehuda, if they were members of their kingdom, they were called Yehudim. Not a religion, but a political epithet for political purposes. Then you must make the distinction. If you're a descendant of Yehuda, then you're a Yehudi, singular. If you're more than one and you're blood related, a blood relative, you're a descendant of the tribe of Yehuda, and you're more than one, then you, be, you can be called Yehudim, which in ignorant, broken English vernacular is Jews. Because we all know that 600 years ago, English didn't have J's in it. It didn't have the J sound in it. The J sound doesn't exist. And since English is being called Germanic, we know that in German, the J is Yot. And the sound is Yot. And the name for John would be Johannes. And of course I know, because I taught professionally in Deutschland for eight years straight. I lived there for eight years straight without any breaks or interruptions. So, in present day German, it's Yod. In Hebrew, it's Yod for the letter Y. So we have a lot of interesting questions that people need to get answered. Now, Acts chapter 11 clearly states that the Talmudim, the disciples were first called Christianoi in Greek by the people of Antioch. But who made the people of Antioch an authority on who the followers of Yeshua are? Nobody did. Who told you 
to take the vernacular that was used by the Antiochians and apply it to the children, to the followers, to the members of the society of Yeshua. Nobody told you to do that, but ignorance. Nobody told you to do that, but ignorance and blind acceptance of information that you didn't research yourself. That's how you came to the arrival of calling people Christians and talking about a Christian religion that doesn't exist in the Bible and is not supported by the Bible. So let me just publish this fact right now today on this show. Christianity and Judaism and Islam and any other so-called Abrahamic religion is not supported by the Bible. The Bible does not support these religions. Okay? I once heard an ignorant rabbi and many of them say, Abraham was a Jew. The dumbest, unintelligent statement you could make. Abraham was a Hebrew. Genesis chapter 14, verse 13 states it clearly, Avram Ha'ivri, Abram the Hebrew, who was a descendant of Eber, who was a descendant of Shem. And Abraham's firstborn son, Ishmael, is half Hebrew, half Egyptian from Kemet. And in Abraham's child of promise, Yitzhak, is the son of a Hebrew woman, Sarai, before her name was changed to Sarah. And his father, Avram, before his name was changed to Avraham. Yitzhak was a Hebrew of Hebrews. Interesting that Yitzhak gave birth to Jacob and Esau, Esau. Esau was the father of the Edomites, which are called Edunians, which are known to be Arabic people. The brother of Jacob, who is called Israel, his brother is Aaron. And then somehow mysteriously, we got a world walking around today that thinks they're intelligent, thinks they're educated, and they're calling this little group of people who don't reflect 12 separate, distinct tribes. The Jewish people. How did you come to this ignorant conclusion? Did you not forget there are 11 other tribes? Do you not know that Genesis chapter 49 has specific prophecies set out that were delivered to each of the 12 sons? Jacob spoke to each of his 12 sons before he died and gave them to their face eye to eye, mouth to mouth, face to face, vis-a-vis -vis prophecies concerning their tribes and the nations that will come forth from each specific tribe. The Jewish people don't represent nations. 
don't even represent a tribe. Naming yourself Kohen is stupid because Kohen is a function. It's a job. Kohen means priest. Kohen Hagadol means the high priest. It is not the name of your tribe. The book of Revelation does not say God will seal the foreheads of 144,000 Jews. No, the book of Revelation says that he will seal 12,000 from each tribe coming to the sum of 144,000. And he names the tribes by name. Even the temple that is constructed in the new heavens and the new earth in the new Jerusalem has 12 foundations, 12 gates, and 12 distinct precious stones that identify and are matched together with specifically each of the 12 tribes. And something similar is also done for the 12 disciples of Yeshua. You see, so we have a serious, serious, serious problem when it comes to processing basic biblical data. And there are intimate Hebrew Egyptian relations that cannot be divorced. Isaiah chapter 19, Yahweh himself said, Egypt is my people, not Israel. Egypt is my people. Mitzrayim is my people. Israel is my inheritance. And Assyria, my handiwork or the work of my hands. That is what is stated in Isaiah chapter 19. And no rabbi, European, Ashkenazic rabbi, has ever taken the time to treat that text because they can't. They're afraid of it. Number two, they don't even fit into it. Number three, we have a group of individuals in the world who call themselves Ashkenazi Jews. When you go to Genesis chapter 10, verse 3, you see that Ashkenaz, whom they've named themselves after, is a descendant of Japheth, not Shem. And I don't have to get into the genetics today, because if I did, that would just be too lengthy, and it probably would upset people even more. But sorry, ladies and gentlemen, the facts are the facts, and I only deal with concrete diamond facts that you can cut glass with. So who are the people in Israel today? Is the establishment of the state of Israel a fulfillment of a biblical prophecy? No, it is not. The only thing that you could even attach these events too, as pertains to biblical prophecy, are the prophecies that says that Yerushalayim shall be trampled over by Gentiles, by Goyim. Goyim in Hebrew means the nations. It is equivalent to the Greek term ethnos, which signifies the nations, not race, 
There's only one race, the human race. But within the human race, there are different ethnicities and different skin colors are also associated and affiliated with these ethnicities. A variation in tone and melody is connected to these things. And there are abnormalities. We also have other troubling scriptures to deal with that no one has the guts to face. Once upon a time I was sitting and I was talking with some Mormons. And you know, in the secret teachings of the Mormons, they teach that if you're black or have black skin or brown skin, you're, you don't have any rights to operate in the Nauvoo Temple. You, you don't have any rights to operate in the LDS Temple. Neither do you have a right into the heavens where they feel as though they're going to go and to continue to create spirit children, which makes no sense at all. Defies the laws of the spirit. Clearly this is a, uh, a sect that has gone astray. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it nice. I'll say it nice in that way. Like I said, we're just talking today, but uh, take some notes. The Jehovah's Witnesses also have a somewhat similar belief that if you are not white, you do not have a right of passage or acceptance into the heavens where the anointed go. And according to them, the anointed are 144,000 white people. And not only are they just simply white people, they're um, not to be considered Israelites and they're not to be considered tribes. The Jehovah's Witnesses totally destroy and blot out the information from the book of Revelation and, it, and ignore the fact that it must be 12,000 Israelites from all their 12 respective tribes and not the other way around. No Levi can't substitute for Benjamin. No Gad can't substitute for Asher. Asher can't substitute for Reuben. Reuben can't substitute for Yehuda. You must be from your own specific tribe. Ladies and gentlemen, so the question has been asked for 80 years and no one has answered it because you're living in a lie. You're living in the midst of a hoax. You're living in an atmosphere of deception. You're living in a pool of ignorance. You're swimming and drowning in foolishness. Read the Bible and then look at the world around you. Everybody seems to understand who the Babylonians were, who the Egyptians were, who the Romans were, who the Hittites were, who the Canaanites were, but they can't figure out who the children of Israel are. Somehow they came to believe that this little small group of people that have been kicked out of over 16 countries, haven't built anything akin to the pyramids ever, somehow happened to be related to the people who did. <laughs> what a joke. Don't kid yourself. So, 
To my distinguished listeners who wanted far more information on some of the inconsistencies that have been accepted by the world and slapped onto the Bible as if they got it from the Bible when they're liars, they didn't get it from the Bible. They got it from their own ignorant consciousness. They got it from themselves. They got it from the streets. They got it from their lying teacher. They're lying rabbis, they're lying imams, and they're good-for-nothing preachers. That's who they got it from. But the Bible clearly says, study to show yourself approved. The Bible tells you to rightfully divide the word of truth and to only speak that which is edifying to your hearers, that builds your hearers that fortifies your hearers. The Bible also says you must be apt to teach or don't open your mouth. The Bible clearly says that in the last days, the spirit speaketh expressly that men will follow after doctrines, which means teachings of demons. The Shedim Daimonioi in Greek Hashedim in Hebrew Wicked and evil degenerate spirits That is exactly what we have here today So ladies and gentlemen Like I said this is just some food for thought but don't forget it. One day we'll deal with all the other paganism that has been attached to the Bible. That doesn't stick. No, Christ was not born December 25th. No, Christ has nothing to do with Easter. No, Christ has nothing to do with bunny rabbits and Easter eggs. And fertility eggs. And worship of the goddess. Christ has nothing to do with such things. Christ was not a Catholic. Christ was not a Protestant. Christ was not a Christian. Christ was not a Jew. Yeshua was a Hebrew from the tribe of Yehuda. Yeshua said, search ye the scriptures for in them you think you will find salvation. He said, but the scriptures called the Hebrew scriptures, not Jewish. He said, the scriptures testify concerning me. Moses testified concerning me. The scripture also it explicitly states that Yahweh said to the children of Israel and unto Moses that I will raise one up from among your brethren, like unto yourself, Moses. Moses was from the tribe of Levi. Yeshua was from the tribe of Yehuda. Moses was a prophet who led the, the children of Israel towards the promised land. He didn't take them in, but he led them to it. Who arose that was like Moses? Yeshua arose from the children of Israel to take his people, his initiates, his disciples, his bride into the real promised land. And no, it's not the desert sands over there in Jerusalem. 
it's based upon a far higher principle. However, the real children of Israel will return to the land of Israel, Eretz Yisrael, at the appointed time, and they will come from where? The Bible says they will return from where they've been scattered into the four corners of the earth. I'm sorry, Nazi Germany don't sound like the four corners of the earth to me. Eastern Europe doesn't sound like the four corners of the earth to me. Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, Russia, Germany, Kazaria does not sound like the four corners of the earth to me. So let's get the facts straight. Moses lived as an Egyptian for 40 years in Egypt. And the Egyptians did not know that he was not Egyptian. They thought that he was Egyptian. They accepted him as Egyptian. When Moses ran from Egypt and happened to come into the land of Midian and was greeted by the daughters of the priest of Midian, Yitro, the daughters that met Moses went back and told their father, come and meet a man that we met at, a well, at the well. They specifically said, come meet the Egyptian that we've met at the well. Could someone please explain to me how even black people in Midian could not decipher that Moses was a Hebrew, they simply accepted him as a black Egyptian. Because there was no way to distinguish between the Egyptians and the Hebrews except by haircut and clothing and language. That's the only way you could differentiate. You need more proof? Well, let's go to the book of Acts in the New Testament. Why? Did a Roman officer mistake the Apostle Paul for an Egyptian? And Paul was outside of the kingdom of Yehuda at the time when he was addressed with this statement and said, I am a Yehudi, meaning a member of the kingdom of Judah, not of the tribe of Judah, because in Philippians, Paul said, I am a Hebrew of Hebrews, of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin, and a speaker of Hebrew. Paul specifically laid out the details of who he was, where he descended from, and what his tribe was. In the New Testament. The book of Luke makes reference to a woman, a prophetess, to be more exact and precise, a prophetess named Anna, who was from the tribe of Asher. New Testament times, people still recognize specifically what tribe the children of Israel were from. They did not referred to them, he didn't write, Luke didn't write, oh, a Jew named Anna, a Jewess, a Jewish prophet. No, he didn't say that. Luke was a doctor, a physician, an educated, eloquent speaker, teacher, doctor, and practitioner of the sciences. And he did his due diligence when recording his gospel. And in his gospel, 
he specifically labeled the woman, Anna, as a prophetess from the tribe of Asher. And this was shortly after the days of Christ. So please explain to me how it is in 2022 AD. You don't seem to know anybody from amongst the Jewish people that have a tribe. A specific tribe and a genealogical tree and chart to prove that they come from that tribe. Because my family, my people, we have proof that we descend from Yehuda. We know who we are. And we know exactly who is not of our people. So I'm going to leave it like that for today. This concludes today's general discussion. Hopefully no one is offended by pure academic truth. Pure historic data and details. If you can't deal with it, I'm sorry. I can't change a thing. I stand on the truth and nothing but the truth and will never contradict it. Till next time, Shalom Aleikum.